Let's tell everyone what our routine is prior to starting every podcast. Okay, you go first. I thought you'd say that. Yes. We both, and especially me, do some tongue twisters. Yeah, you do. And today I seem to be having terrible trouble with the B's, like bibliography, and obviously I'm having trouble with T's, like trajectory. Oh, but I like the fact that we both exercise in the podcast room by noodling. Yeah, noodling. Getting and, loose and limber. That, that, yeah, if you don't know what that is, you might want to Google it. Yeah. But my favorite part is when we give each other a big hug before we start. Oh, that is the best part of warming up. Yeah, aren't we terribly professional? <laughs> Hi, everyone, and here we are celebrating what people love to do creatively by giving them a voice. I'm Rod Jones. And I'm Angie Jones. Welcome to the Thought Row podcast. We invite you to follow us wherever you listen. And just to let you know, our episodes are absolutely free to listen to. And of course, you can check us out at thoughtrowpodcast.com, where you can listen to current and past episodes directly on our website. Yes. And if you want to share your thoughts with us, you can always reach out to us on the website's contact page. Yes, that's why our show is called Thought Row Podcast, because we want to hear your thoughts. You know, we can always learn from one another. Yeah, we sure can. Before I ask you to share your quote, your exciting quote today, who are we featuring on our segment that we call What Are They Up To Now, which is soon going to transition to a shout out. Mm Mm-hmm. That will feature at the end of our program. Well, this week's feature is Maurice Quillinen. And Maurice is an internationally recognized artist and curator. He provided us with a list of the many shows he's been in and projects he's curated. And we are only going to list a few because the list was so long. These Maurice, all, good yeah, job. These are all the things he's done since he was on our show. And it wasn't that, it wasn't that long, long ago. ago. So he, he's... Like, he's a busy guy. But here we go, okay, of of Maurice's things he's got going on. He has an upcoming show, which is called 44 The Quays, an annual group exhibit in Waterford. Memory remembers just an imprint imprint at the Hunt Museum in Limerick, June through August. So that, I guess, just ended. The Conversation Within Contemporary Art Forum, Dunmore East, Waterford. The Torso Project at the Sassy Museum of Art in Los Angeles, California. Ground Zero 360 Museum of Biblical Arts in Dallas, Texas in the U.S. I bet that was exciting. Yeah. Royal Hiberian Academy 191st Annual Exhibition. Looks like they've done that one before. A couple of times. And then Crossings, Boyle Arts Festival in Boyle. Cuesta. Library Gallery Drawing Box International in New Mexico. Here in the States. Yep. Kinner Nyack Architects Gallery Drawing Box International in Mumbai, India. Tracing Time, I Am of Ireland, Cork. Yuyi Art Beijing 2021, currently traveling to Tokyo and New Delhi. Yeah, it's a traveling one he curated, I believe. Mm-hmm. Two Ways of Looking, Two Person with Robert Ryan, Friars Gate Art Center in December, and DM Two Person with Dina Miller in Bristol currently. I think it's through December. 
It makes Phew. me feel like we haven't been doing a whole I lot. Know. And I know we've been really busy. Been I can't really imagine. And, and you only named a few of the things. Yeah, that this he's is only done. a few. Sorry, Marisa. We would love to say the whole list, but we might be here for like a half an hour. Yeah, you may want to check yeah. Maurice out if you have an opportunity. Yes, he's pretty, yes. pretty prolific artist. Okay, Angie. Yes. I'm ready to hear your quote, and I'm sure everybody else is dying to hear your quote. Yes. Okay. So here's the quote for this episode this week. It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. And that is by Aristotle. That's a, uh, that's kind of a tough one. It, it, I, when you read that, mm-hmm. I had to really think about that. Well, what did you think about that quote? I'm, I'm well, curious. I, I, my first thought yes. is we're exposed to lots of thoughts and ideas. So if we get listen to other people's opinions. Right. And I'm guessing if you have an educated mind, you'll listen to their thoughts and ideas or suggestions, but you don't necessarily accept it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's applicable to you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's really pretty close. I was thinking that when I read it, it was like, well, you can appreciate someone's thoughts that they're giving you and maybe you can make them conform to what you need or maybe not. Maybe you can just appreciate it and let it go and not, you know, and not be judgmental of it, but see how it really is a positive in their life. Well, we're exposed to so much content every day and I guess you entertain all of those thoughts. You may spend a minute on one, you may spend an hour on one if it's deeply moving you, mm-hmm. but how you process it, again, this is going to be one of those quotes that people are going to have to come up with their own takeaway. Right. And not be judgy, I think, of other people. Yeah. yeah okay. Don't that, be judgy. That, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a so tough one. let's move on to you, Rod. We are ready for Rod's motivational moments. Okay. We often look back and say to ourselves, I wish I had pursued my education further. Yeah. And I'm going to give it a good example. One of my sisters went back to college after raising her family. She was in her 50s and she graduated when she turned 60, around 60. Mm -hmm. And she was doing that while she had a full-time job. And as you pointed out, she drove back and forth to school, which is about an hour. An hour each way. Yeah. And a lot of those classes were at night. Yeah. Some of them were at night. And then I know sometimes she worked at night. So I think that's a kind of a tough schedule. Yeah, she did have her. She went to class and then she went to her job at night. That's that's pretty tough. But, you know, our family is very proud of her. Absolutely. um, And pretty a major accomplishment, I would say. But, you know... I have to say, that's not to say that everyone needs to go to a university or college. Sometimes your dreams lead to a trade. Like you need to go to a trade school because you will learn something. You know, like Barbie with the welding. Yeah. I think I, I really love that she it's very pro supports trade that. Yeah, I really. And I believe in that. I think that's cool. Well, and there's also a time in your life when you may decide that you want to build furniture or you want to do pottery, pottery, even though you actually uh, have a job somewhere else. You want to get an education and learn how to mm-hmm. make pottery, pottery. Go pottery. I like pottery. <laughs> See, I told you I was having trouble with teas today. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Pottery. Pottery. Okay. Yes, darling. Oh, I had tea to it. Pottery. Okay. <laughs> Well, anyway, you get my point. I, I, do, I, I do. I do think that education 
can be fun and there's no time in your life when you should not pursue it. And there's people out there getting degrees in their 90s and beyond. So true. And and it doesn't matter how old you are. No, but I, I have to make really? one quick comment here. Don't yeah. wait. I mean, you could put it off and put it off and then you can look back and say, man, I could have done this in my 20s and it'd be all over with and I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. You know, there's a saying that you have said a million times to me and other people in in our lives is time is going to pass no matter what you do anyway. And if you just start, if you're going to, if you want to go to school or if you want to start a course, you just start and then the time's going to pass whether you do it or not. But why not learn something? Why not feel happy with yourself of, of exploring and learning things? Well, I know you're a firm believer in education. I am. I am. No matter what age, right? No matter what age. Well, sometimes our careers focus us to explore educational opportunities and information that we thought uh, were never possible. So true. But, you know. Like I was saying about throwing throwing pottery. Yeah. Right? I liked it the way you said it before. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you could, you see people, you first you go, wow, what does throwing pottery mean? It sounds kind of weird, doesn't yeah, it? It does. But it doesn't sound nice. Maybe you saw somebody do it and you go, I really like to learn how to do that. Yeah. And that's a form of education. And I don't want to leave out the fact that reading books definitely gives you an education. And now with the internet, mm-hmm. there isn't anything you can't learn. Oh, I know. Remember the days when you had to go to the library oh, and yeah. look things up in the Dewey Decimal System yeah, and in the really. little little drawers they had. Now you have it literally in one second. All you have to do is type it into Google. Yes, and, and if you're, you're if you're if you're one of those people that can learn from reading, I mean, other people need to have a teacher, which is great. Mm-hmm. They need to go to a class environment, and over this last period of time, mm-hmm. that has not been possible. Many people were getting their education, including children, oh, yeah. looking at a computer, from Zoom. right yeah. from Zoom. Yeah, and now that's changed, and you can get in front of a teacher again and. I think there's some positive things to be said about being in a classroom. If you're going to adult education, you're in a classroom with people that think a lot the same way you do, and you can have some camaraderie there. Very exciting. I I think, uh, you know, I guess this is kind of leading to where we're headed, right, with our topic today. We are, we are. And and continuing on this topic, like we're talking about, regarding the power of education, our next guest, Manuel, Vosh, who's an entrepreneur and is still currently pursuing his education at the Geneva School of Business in Barcelona, Spain. Uh, We're going to be talking with him today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. Manuel, good to have you as a guest with us today, and I know we're going to learn about your creative journey. Yes, glad to have you as a guest on our podcast, Manuel. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, guys. I'm very excited to be here, Mm. and uh, yeah, let's see. Great. Okay, well, before we officially start the interview, we've been asking our guests this one question, and I love hearing the different things that they do. What do you guys, what do you, what did you have for breakfast this morning? If I can get it out, good grief. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I'm not very a breakfast guy. 
I get up and have a coffee and then start my day. I have to keep moving. Uh-huh. And then around noon, I start and actually well, a bit earlier, maybe um, start to have my first food. I had a sandwich today, so this was not too exciting. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's just what you what you have. It's always interesting because some people are very like big breakfast people and other people are now just coffee. That's coffee, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Later during the day. Yes. Uh, I enjoy to have good food, but in the morning, I'm not uh, with a coffee. I need a coffee and then they, they can start it. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Well, why don't you tell us, uh, Manuel, where you're talking to us from today? Currently, like right now, I'm based in Barcelona. Uh-huh. Um, and here it's a beautiful afternoon, actually. Yeah, Barcelona, uh, Spain. It's very interesting. Have you have you guys uh, uh, any ever been? Yes, we've been. We've to been Spain. to Spain, but we went to Madrid, yeah. which was a very okay. big city. And it, but we wanted to go to Barcelona, but we didn't have time. I hear it's very gorgeous and everything like is very sea oriented. Is that true? That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the sea is beautiful here. Uh, everything around the food. It's beautiful. Like if you come back, definitely come and visit Barcelona. Architecture as well. Architecture is incredible. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's, that's one true. of the reasons we'd want to go there is for the architecture. But it stands to reason yeah. that you don't have breakfast because if I remember right, everybody has their main meal at 10 o'clock at night or something that, like that's that. That's very true. Exactly. I mean, generally the time shifts a lot. That's why you you go later to bed, you start the day later. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you have a siesta in between. The Spanish, typical Spanish lifestyle, yeah. So right. yeah, that's why breakfast is not that important. That, uh, you're that, still full from the night before. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That makes sense. That really makes sense. So Manuel, where are you originally from? So I'm uh, from Germany, uh, born and raised in Germany and uh, lived there till I was 21. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to, to leave Germany and see a little bit uh, different places uh, in the world. And then I decided to go to Australia. I found this was a quite interesting place to go to. Mm-hmm. And it was quite easy with a working visa. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I went there and stayed there for two years. That was uh, was an incredible experience. So did you know English when you went to Australia? No, I did not. This was actually one of the main reasons why I went there. I finished my apprenticeship back in Germany. Mm-hmm. And I saw that I... I could potentially do do more what I was doing at the at the time, mm-hmm. but I was limited because I couldn't speak English. So I had to find a way to learn English the easiest way, mm-hmm. and the easiest way was just to go to a country where they speak English and you're constantly surrounded by it. And yeah, that's how I started learning English. It was hard at the beginning, but later all my friends were English speaking, mm-hmm. and then it just developed uh, very very quick yeah so immersion cool. immersion, immersion is the best way to yeah, learn well, your english is quite good yes it's beautiful yeah yeah it's funny my accent changed really i mean i had a very strong german accent turned into australian accent then it goes a bit lower to english accent mm-hmm. and now it's back to kind of a german english mix that's um, really it's interesting. interesting how the accents works yeah. yeah not too much of a spanish overtone though no not not really I don't pick that up not yet not, not yet, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were you were referred to us by the Geneva Business School in Switzerland. Let's start by you telling us a little bit about your education there. Yeah. So to not get confused, I mean, it's Geneva Business School and Geneva is based in Switzerland. 
but they have campuses in um, Madrid and Barcelona as well. Okay. So I'm on the Barcelona campus, which is perfect because it's a beautiful city. Generally, what I really like about their system and why I enrolled there was that they have uh, industry experts. So all the teachers, all the professors, they actually run their own businesses or they have their agencies or they do something in the field they teach. And also it's a very small and limited classes. So we're like 15, 20 people, maybe a bit more in some classes, but uh, you have like a one-to-one talk with the teacher literally every class. And I found this very cool. That's why I signed up for them. And that since two years and it's, it's perfect especially for networking, et cetera. Yeah, yes. do you, I bet for networking especially. Do you physically go to class then? Yes. Like we had last, like two semesters ago when Corona started, yeah. we switched online straight away. Uh, the school adapted in, in a couple of days and we had classes online last semester. Then we had already like that some people were attending, some people were online mm-hmm. and this semester is mainly online. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. mainly attending, excuse me. Yeah. That worked worked out for you guys. uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's a new way to adapting also in business. And that's that's what you learn in the business school. You have to adapt how to direct with a global team. And especially in our school, I don't know the exact number, but I think we have, I think, around 70 different nationalities. And so you have to adapt to work with international teams uh, also all around the world. And with this online, offline, and what, what we have now due to COVID, it's a good experience, to be honest, a trial version. Yeah, it's really teaching you how to be flexible with business and your connections and how to connect. So this is very well, nice. Well, and how to work in teams with people yes. from other countries, because, totally. I mean, we learned that as doing a podcast. Yeah, we, yeah. Because we... Well, we're speaking to Manuel in, yeah. in Barcelona, <laughs> Barcelona, so yeah. 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 <laughs> Same thing. So, Same thing. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So what has been the driving force behind your desire to build your own business, Manuel? Yeah, so generally, I always had the idea of coming up with something and having the freedom to do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. This was obviously hard. Growing up in Germany, I always was thinking that you can just make a company if it's like a multi-million dollar company. So you to, to actually build a company, you need to have a lot of money, you need to have a lot of resources, everything. Mm-hmm. So it always seemed impossible. Then when I started traveling and getting to know people who started their own businesses or even worked from wherever they wanted, then I started to think, okay, that can't be that hard to actually start your own business and then come into Geneva Business School we have we have courses that basically teach you over the course of 12 weeks how to start a business from the creation of the idea to then actually the end and getting investors etc cetera, etc cetera. so this made me just realize how easy it is and this this just motivated me so much to say okay I like this product or I like something mm-hmm. um, let's create a business out of it so they actually gave you classes on how to raise capital to launch a business? Yes, this was like part of one of the classes, yes. So it's it's a very interesting. You, you can approach it different ways. You can, for example, approach it as what's, what is a problem I have in my life right now? Mm-hmm. And then you just feel, then you just solve this problem and you see do other people have the same problem and then you make a business out of it. So they, they show you just how easy it can be to to come up with an idea and then develop this over a course of weeks to an actual final uh, launch. Yeah. 
Oh, interesting. Wow. That's that really just kind of funnels in what you need to do instead of spending, you know, years and years on just doing the basics. They really get well, in there and tell you. Well, and going to different colleges. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you go to one college for one degree, another and, college for another degree. And you degree. still don't know anything. So this is very but cool. I, I didn't I, know that. And I way. think the thing, Manuel, that I really appreciate you saying, because I know how important this has been in Angie's and my life, mm-hmm. is the networking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. I think this is also the, the, the good thing on the school, for example, that you can, can just talk to people because they in the industry. It doesn't matter in which industry you want to go to. Mm-hmm. One teacher is in there at least, or one of the professors is in one of them at least. Yeah. Also, they, they try to bring you to networking events, etc. And this is the most important part of a business school is to network. This is just how it is. Yeah. Definitely. So when you're doing your networking, you're doing it all in uh, Barcelona then or online? Yeah, this also changed now with Corona quite a bit that the first networking we did from school, generally I did, was obviously based here in Barcelona Mm -hmm. uh, and a bit through LinkedIn maybe. But now with that everything swapped online, there were conferences and meetups, etc. online and people from all over the world could attend. So then you start networking with people all over the world also because it makes you realize that you can just actually work with people all over the world. I don't need to have my colleague sitting right next to me. He right. can sit on the other side of the world and we just have a, a Zoom meeting, for example. And yeah, now I'm gaining focusing a bit more because with my business, we are based in Barcelona. So my networking is mainly Barcelona, mm-hmm. but we also want to expand. So that's why, yeah, I'm trying to trying to network worldwide. And uh, like a podcast like this is a good chance to do that, for example. Absolutely. Well, we actually, we had a guest from the Geneva Business School before. She was the one who put together the, what not the class, but the program. It's a course. Yeah, yeah it's the, the a program course program. For, and that was 16. Yeah, that was 16, yeah, yeah. for yeah. art. That was the art program, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And then every once in a while, we, uh, she sends us a link to one of the online classes, or not online classes, online discussions, and they've been very interesting, very informative. Right, right. But why don't you go with your question? Okay. So how did you come up with the idea to get involved in your current business? And tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So the current business is called Aura. Um, it's a silent disco headphone company. For the ones who don't know what that is, it's basically headphones uh, who have one transmitter who transmits the music. So one music source. So for example, I have a DJ uh, who plays uh, music and then everyone who has the headphones listens to this kind of music. So this is for certain events, like music events, seems at the beginning a bit awkward because you think with headphones, you're not able to speak, etc. But it's actually a very fun experience and you can use it for varieties of of use cases. So we can do music events with it. We can do yoga and meditation. And we're actually getting involved in some environmental programs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is generally quite interesting. Uh, oh, what 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 did I skip now to uh, to expand that? No, you actually, no, you actually did. actually, you, you answered it you, perfectly. You answered it perfectly. We had a question kind okay. of in, in between there. And so I'm going to ask you, based on your answer, yeah. is what exactly do you do every day to build that business? Mm-hmm. So for now, we, we started doing um, rentals and events. 
So we, we uh, got ourselves uh, 100 headphones and we started doing events with it. So we organized events for people to buy a ticket and attend to. We have a DJ. And the, the also interesting fact, that's what I forgot before, yeah. is that you have uh, three different channels. So, for example, we have a DJ with house music and then we have you can flick a switch on the headphone and you can listen to different types of music. I would compare it a bit like in a, in a car, you have a radio station and imagine you just have three radio stations and you can switch between them. So every car can just choose whatever radio station they listen to. And this is basically the headphones as well. Everyone can switch between three stations and listen to the music they like. So everyone basically dances together um, with the music they like. Mm -hmm. And then you can obviously go further and do yoga events with it, what we want to do. So this is what the concepts we're developing right now, what people like, what people want to do. So yeah, there's a lot coming. And another step is then the selling part that we actually want to distribute this all over the world, basically. Well, that's a really great concept. Yeah, actually, yeah. I was gonna. I'm gonna ask you that question. Yeah, Rod had a it question. It seems like uh, what you're doing has an has international appeal mm -hmm. or opportunities. It does. Is it your plan? Yeah. I think you already answered that. Is it your plan yeah, to yeah, offer? Sorry. That's all right. Offer silent disco in other parts of the world. Yes, like that's definitely the idea. We we are a small startup right now, so the idea is uh, ambitious to say we want to go worldwide. But yes, I would say we we want to go worldwide. It's a good product. It's good quality. Every customer we have is hundred percent satisfied. So I think other parts of the world could use it. I mean, it's already it's already used in different parts of the world, but we would like to to distribute our headphones and yeah give people the opportunities to to have this experience as well. So are you currently offering this service in Spain or only in Spain right now? Yeah, so we are based in Barcelona right now. So we're offering the, the rental and the, um, the event service in Barcelona, just mm -hmm. in Barcelona for mm -hmm. now. The, the selling we would do, we can already start doing worldwide. We are setting up the setting up this infrastructure for it right now. Mm -hmm. But theoretically, we would be able to to uh, ship all over the world. Yeah. What is the next country you want to have a presence in? It would be interesting. Me and one other uh, of my uh, of my partners are German. So it would be quite interesting to to enter Germany. Also, logistic-wise, it wouldn't be too far away. This That's would be true. yeah interesting no. to be the next next country. Yeah. Plus, you can speak the language there. Yeah, so it'll be so much easier. Yeah. yeah. It'll be easier. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. This is the idea. But we will see. There's, uh, there's a lot of uh, creative freedom for us. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, when we talked earlier, when we had our initial conversation, you also told us about another concept that you had for groups that are environmentally conscious and want to clean up beaches and parks that kind of connect with this. With the silent disco, yeah, yes. So, I mean, this this could also got inspired a bit from Geneva Business School that they collaborated for a beach cleanup with a recycling startup called Click Recycle, mm -hmm. and uh, they basically planned the beach cleanup and plugging. So plugging is basically a sport where you run and pick up rubbish at the same time. So jogging and rubbing, picking up rubbish at the same time. So it's a kind of sporty way of being environmentally friendly. So 
as, as I knew that they want to do this, then I just told him or pitched him the idea to do the same just with headphones. So yeah. everyone would clean up the beach and would listen to some music and could dance around a bit. And it was, uh, it was successful. This was very, very interesting to see. And uh, now the idea is to do this more often, to do this maybe uh, once, twice a month to uh, get people together and uh, clean a bit and have a good time and maybe drink a beer together afterwards. Uh, that's the idea, just to have it a social thing that people enjoy and do something good for the environment. Really? It sounds like, sounds like a lot of fun. Is there a... Um kind of like a narrator that tells everybody, okay, this is what we're going to do today. We're all excited and kind of peps everybody up and then starts playing the music. I guess you would call him a disc jockey, right? That'd be a DJ. Yeah. DJ. DJ. Yeah, you you can. So the option is to connect a microphone to the transmitter. So you could have a microphone and talk to everyone. Uh, You could even have the music already in the background and then, like on the attraction parks, et cetera, that people are shouting in a microphone to motivate people and music is in the background. Mm-hmm. You can do this. This is definitely an option. This is also used for yoga and meditation classes. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah. In yoga and meditation classes, it has the advantage that you can be like 30, 40 people and the yoga instructor doesn't have to shout. He can or she can just whisper basically in the microphone and everyone has it very soft on their ears, yes. which is quite good for meditation, especially. Yeah. Oh yeah. For I, relaxation. I, I have my marketing hat on and I know <laughs> this is, I know this isn't really good, but that would be a great way to distribute a podcast. Oh yeah. Everybody's yeah, out right? on the beach listening to your listening podcast. Listening to your podcast. That's right. I guess Very well, cool. Yeah. I guess, uh, Manuel, you and I will have to discuss have a little that. chat. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. a little <laughs> chat. <laughs> Let's talk about this afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That'd be, that'd be very interesting. So kind of on a more, maybe a little bit more personal question, how has your business impacted your personal ambitions and growth? Yeah, um, it's a good question. I think I was always very ambitious, especially over the last few, like after leaving Germany and developing a lot, like personally, through learning a new language, stepping out of my comfort zone, etc., so I think I was always very ambitious, uh, but now I can focus the ambition on a certain direction. For example, that I can say, I want to graduate now from Geneva Business School, and I want to start when I'm graduating full-time in my own startup. And then the startup itself, every project has its own ambition. And yeah, it's maybe not too personal, but I'm very attached to the startup. So I would say that's my personal uh, ambition right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it does. No, I mean, it does it's, make sense. you know, you, you've had, you created some challenges in your life and you met them and you're proceeding and you're becoming, or you are, I should say, successful at what you're doing. You've you got a, a great journey ahead of you. I hope so. Yes. Yeah. You, re- you really do. I think you really do. And, and you have so many creative ideas. And I think that when you put them into business opportunities, it's like you're, it's limitless. And that kind of leads me to my next question is, do you see yourself developing other business opportunities that you can start or create? I know you have this project going on, but do you have yeah. others in the works? Yeah. What are you dreaming about? You know, what are you dreaming about? Yeah, it's quite interesting to talk about this. I had a business idea before before I started this, and it was about um, cleaning water. 
So but let me let me explain this a bit what I mean with this. Uh, here in Barcelona or in Spain, the tap water or the water quality that comes from the tap is very, very low. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't drink the tap water here, which means that a lot of people bring plastic bottles, buy plastic bottles, etc. And that is obviously a lot of plastic pollution. Yeah. So what I wanted to come up with is basically a filter that you set on the tap and that it filters the water straight away that you can drink from the tap. This is something I was very passionate about because I actually felt like I could make an impact on the world. At the end, for my current stage where I am right now, I couldn't afford it. I didn't have the resources. Uh, I didn't have the money. I didn't have the time, mm -hmm. etc., to develop such a big project. Yeah. But something like this is something I want to do in the future where I actually can feel like I have an impact on the, the world or on other people more than with this project right now. This is, I think this is my goal to definitely create more businesses or give other people opportunities mm -hmm. uh, to create businesses through my network, etc. And then the end goal is to have something that actually has a positive impact on the world. Yeah, that would be a very good business because water quality at the tap, even even where it's we live, where problem. we have pristine Everywhere. water coming mm -hmm. from ground wells, you always have to monitor and check it periodically. So you really that's, do. A, that's kind of a worldwide issue. I mean, there are companies out there that have yeah. conveyances that you can add to it, but that's in developed countries, mm -hmm. yeah. in mm -hmm. countries that are not quite as developed, they could certainly use that. So who knows, maybe there's an investor that'll be listening yeah, and so we'll grab onto talk your to idea. Manuel. He yeah. has good ideas. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, generally, like, this was one of the ideas. It doesn't have to be this. Uh, I also know in Barcelona, which I'm using personally as well, there's another company called Tapwater. They're doing exactly the same thing mm -hmm. and they're doing a very good job. So I'm very happy to support support this course. There was just a direction. So for, for me, it doesn't have to be this project, what I make, make real. But it, there are so many different issues to tackle and so many things. And you never know who you speak to next. And he influences to you to go in a completely different direction. Yeah, absolutely. To a different project. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm just going to go with the flow, like you say. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and we'll see what, where it brings me. And I'm very motivated to create more, more in the future. And I think there will, will be a right one coming along. You know, I, li yeah. I like what you said, Manuel, because sometimes you have to stay a little bit fluid with what the opportunities that are coming in and going out of your life. So you can kind of go with the flow and take advantage of, of what what's going on so you can be a contributor to the world and, and with your talents. So that's really cool that you're doing that and, and following that inside. The, yeah. the question I'm going to ask you, you've actually answered a good part of this, which is great. I'm going to get back to the Geneva Business School just a little bit. What do you consider to be the biggest takeaway from the education that you've been deriving from them? The, the biggest takeaway is, okay. Um, tough question, I, I think know, because <laughs> there's a, probably uh, yeah, a lot. A tough... <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. The biggest takeaway is generally, I think, what I said before, that how easy it is to come up to create a business mm -hmm. and that you're not alone, that it's you don't need to be an expert in any, in everything. You just need to be passionate about it, I would say. And then there's always people who help you, so, who support you and to, if you have a vision, that they jump on this vision and help you create whatever you want to create. And I think this is this is 
yeah, my, my biggest takeaway from my biggest learning. You know, I also suspect, which I think is probably a very admirable situation to be in. A lot of times people come up with business ideas and there's going to be a whole group of people around you, rather be family members or business advisors that try to talk you out of it. Friends. Yeah, or friends, right? Quote friends, yeah. Yes. They yeah. say, oh, no, you don't want to do that. That's too difficult. You don't have the capital. You don't have the schooling. You don't have this. You don't have that. I'm guessing, at least based on what you've been saying so far, the Geneva Business School didn't rain on, on anybody's parade. Is that correct? That, that is correct. That it's also, I mean, it's just a school, so they, they're not as... Involved, involved with your idea process as uh, your family, for example. Yes. So when I came up with the idea, I didn't rant to my professors and said, like, look, what do you think? But after developing a bit, I went actually to a lot of professors, especially the professors who um, taught uh, entrepreneur classes, entrepreneurship, and they were all very supportive. And a lot of them were willing to help me. A lot of them were willing to just sit an hour with me and talk about it. And yeah, generally, I never got any bad feedback from the school, oh, that's, which was very cool. Yeah, no so that kidding. Is cool. They I, sound I, really motivating, which yeah, is nice. I don't generally yeah. think that's the case with a lot of business schools. But I, I think a lot of them are not that way. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Manuel. Uh, could, I said uh, I haven't been to other ones, so I can't compare it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but I think they're doing a very good job. Yeah, sounds like it. On the, on the other hand, if I can add this quick, yeah. for example, my, my parents are quite big critics in a positive way. Uh-huh. So that's, that's, I have to come up with a concept and there has to, from the big beginning to the end, it has to be working to, to convince them that this actually makes sense. And this has actually been a motivator through my, uh, they, they've never been like very critically, uh, don't get me wrong. But generally, I think it was really interesting that I always wanted to give them the whole concept mm-hmm. um, and say, like, this works because of this and this and this. But for them to say, OK, like, just do it. They generally um, they support me with everything I do. But I still have this kind of feeling that I have to make everything perfect for it. And I, this is a very motivator and this uh, drives me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I oh, can that, see that. Yeah. Well, they're, they're working like your, I guess, your sounding board, right? Where you, they, you can tell them and then they, they give you an honest feedback. A proof so. of concept. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And this is so the kind of opposite to the school. They just like to have these two sides that you also need critics because that I just wanted to say you also need kind of critics in your life because otherwise, if everyone just approves of everything, then you're also not going to go far. Yeah, exactly. So what would you tell people that want to go into business for themselves? They've never done this. This is new. Okay. As, as I said a bit before, you don't need to be an expert in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you need to have a vision. You need to have an idea. And you need to have an idea how to get there. But you don't need to do every step by yourself. Generally, one thing, trying to encourage people around me, is just talking about ideas with everyone. Uh, I think general concept, or like uh, generally people think that I don't tell my business idea because people steal it. This basically never happens. So if you have an idea, just talk to people about it. Talk with as many people about it mm. and see what they think because they could be potentially your customers. That's why you need to get a straightaway feedback from them. Mm. And then just do it. 
there's not much you can do wrong. Uh, depends obviously on the scale and how big it is. But just do it, try it. And if you fail four, three, four, five times, then you just go back up and try it again. This is actually something we get encouraged by Geneva Business School a lot as well. That failure is not not a failure. This is just a step. Mm-hmm. That's uh, thank you for yeah, for today. That was good, nice. Yeah, uh, that was very motivation. Nice. Yeah, it really. <laughs> I is. love it. It's you know, beautiful. Most, most ideas come with work clothes. Yeah, and most people are going to go, "Wow, that's a great idea!" But then they look at it themselves and they go, "Yeah, that's a lot of work. You have to really be." excited and really like what you're doing to pursue anything. And most people or a lot of people will think, oh, what a brilliant idea, but I don't think I have the gumption or the desire to do it. I'm going to ask you the okay. uh, our tough question. I think it's a tough one. Manuel, in five words or less, what would you tell people that want to live more creatively through operating their own business? Yeah, I I make it super cliche and say sky is the limit. Um, there's there's no limit to what you can imagine uh, to creativity. I wouldn't have thought half a year ago where I'm right now, and I'm pretty sure in half a year I don't I'm not going to be somewhere completely else because all the team I'm working with and myself. We are just so creative, like we're trying to just do something completely different mm-hmm. and we we don't stop on anything. So we can, yeah, sky's the limit. So that's okay. No, you did you. That, that, that was a, perfect. A great answer. Sky's good the limit. Answer. In fact, it's a very good answer. Yeah. We haven't had one like that. And I actually yeah, like I, this. I like the possibilities are just endless and just jump in and do it and don't think it, about yeah, it. It's, it's literally that that easy. Sometimes it's just easier to not think and just be like, okay, I want to do this. How do I get? How do I get there? Mm-hmm. But generally, everything is possible. I, I love it. Yeah, this is so inspiring. Thank you, Manuel. I love it. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay, as a follow up to Rod's question, though, what do you think our listeners would like to know about your personal goals and motivations? Yeah, my personal goals. Like you kind of what I mentioned before, I guess that I want to have a positive impact uh, on the world or people around me. Something I really like right now about this project is that I, um, with time now, can give other people around me even the opportunities to pursue their dreams. If it's uh, someone who who is a DJ or someone who really likes the event industry, what we are in right now, I can give them the possibilities to just come to us and work with us and build something together. This is generally a big goal of mine to give people uh, the opportunity to do whatever they want. Yeah, there are ancillary opportunities there for DJs and anybody that is orchestrating an event and they want to make, create something really unique or special for that event. Uh, Your your company can provide them a different angle or a different approach. That's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I think you, you made a, a good choice in this business. Where do you, what do you hope to accomplish Manuel in the next two years? What, what do I hope to accomplish? First of all, graduating. This is like the next step. Next May, I'm going to graduate. I, yeah. Then, uh, then I'm done with Geneva business school for a bachelor side. Uh, so I hope this to accomplish this. And generally for every project we have, 
you have a different, or I have a different goal. So for the event management side, the, my goal is to organize a festival to go big. And then for the selling part is I would like to have Aura uh, in the US and worldwide. This is like a goal of mine. And I hope to accomplish this in the next two years. Yes. Well, if you have one in the U.S., we'll show up. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Then I have two people already. That's yeah, perfect. You see? That's that's there's already two people here. It's a good start. Yeah. 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 Okay, so now we're going to ask you the question we ask all of our guests. If you could sit on a park bench and chat with anyone from the past, who would it be? Yeah, that, that was a difficult one. I would say Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a big Apple fan. I have to say, but generally public speaking wise, motivational wise, leadership wise, a very, very inspiring man. And I would like to like have a casual conversation about his just views on certain things and why he does what he's doing or what he did. And that would be quite an interesting conversation. I think. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be interesting to hear what he would say and the the conversation in general, you know. Yeah. Well, we've run we've run to the end of our time, Manuel. I want to thank you for sharing your thoughts and your ideas on creating your own business. It is pretty insightful. You said some pretty amazing things and actually some things that I know will encourage others. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your positive attitude and the journey that you're personally taking is kind of exciting to witness. I know we'll be looking forward to seeing what happens next. Absolutely. It was such a, such an interesting interview. And I thank you for the inspiration that you um, imparted on everyone listening today. And also, if everyone wants to know more about Manuel, we will have links for him under the show guest tab on thoughtrowpodcast.com. So you can learn more about him and please connect with him on social media and check out his website. Okay, thank you very much uh, for having me. It was a a pleasure. And I hope that I can at least inspire one or two people with with what I've said and what I've done. And yeah, feel free to connect with me. I'm willing to, I'm super happy to talk to to people if they have a similar journey or if they want to create something and they just want to talk to someone. Yeah, thank you very much. Very fine. Very great. great. All right. Well, thank you, Manuel. Thank you, Manuel. I'm really glad you tuned in today. We hope you enjoyed the thoughts and ideas we shared with you. We post a new podcast every week, so remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. So it's bye for now from my husband Rod and I, wishing everyone a great day. 